live and pre-recorded. This is the Red Ticket Blues Podcast. I am Brian Buckley. This is being recorded on September 2nd, 2020. Year of our Lord Jesus H. Christ. You can listen to the show, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, no, uh, Podbean, FM Player, any other new uh, forms that have been uh, developed from uh, TikTok or whatever Chinese exiled billionaire want to take your information and uh, I don't know, do whatever they, some sort of nefarious thing with it. And follow me on Twitter at BrianBuck13 and at PodcastRTB. Yes. Don't go to Red Ticket Blues because that's, again, one of the one of the great mysteries of the world why that is suspended. Again. I mean, I, I would make fun of... I, now, the only thing that I could think of with that account is, again, accusing John Heyman. I would tweet at John Heyman and accuse him of calling my house and hanging up or stop harassing my wife or, or you know, just ridiculous things. That's the only thing I – like shady thing I ever did with that account. I, maybe John Heyman just finally had enough. You know, when you when you break stories consistently 72 hours after they happen, I guess you get mad at people when they accuse you of that sort of stuff. But I've been doing it forever too, so I, maybe he just had it one day. Just, just, he'll be like, so it's official, uh, so Brewers got a Anderson, you know, so-and-so had it first. And I'd just be like, why are you, why do you continue to call my home phone and hang up? Things like that. Uh, so there we go. So how's everyone doing? We are here the first day of the month of September. It is still hot outside here in Northern California. Smoke is still in the air. It's, uh, it's got a little better. Uh, it's still uh, waking up this morning, smelled like smoke. But uh, yeah, it's been kind of prisoner of your own home uh, recently. Although it looks like some people just finally have a hell with it. They have a hell with it. Um, they just sit there. They'll, they'll go out, you know, sitting outside dining and whatnot. And you, know, you can smell. It's not like, oh, I, I, I wonder if the air is unhealthy. No, you sm- it smells like a campfire. And people are out there and they're just probably just saying, you know what the hell with it? This, Corona, all this, I'm going to live my life. If, if I die of smoke inhalation, some sort where I'm 72 as opposed to 78, well, then so what? I need my cheeseburger. I guess that's the way they're thinking. Because, I mean, you know, that's, it's, I guess that's just the way it is. What is all these text messages? Uh, okay. My friend is always sending me things that are like old news. And he's like, look at this. I'm just like, okay, great. Uh, so what was I going to say? I was going to say something. I already lost my train of thought. So yeah, that's what it's like here in Northern California, but it's it's hot, uh, literally like the gates of hell with smoke and, and fire and, uh, you know, all that. And I did say this on Twitter, so I feel like the healing process has begun. You know, we drove down uh, I-80 towards the Bay Area the other day, and you go by, past Vacaville, which is one of the places near us, at least, that was really affected by uh, some fire. Uh, people died, lost their homes, all that. And you see all the shard... Um, this person having trouble driving? They're just like continue to go back and forth, back and forth. Okay, now you're going. There you go. Um, these kids got to be quiet. There are some kids out here making a lot of noise. And you know what? They're acting like kids, and I've had it. So you see all this shard grass, and uh, you know part of it's pretty crazy. I mean, the whole hills. I mean, it's just grass fire, and it's all black. And it says uh, like one part in chalk there. It says Vaca Strong, and then a little bit more down the road giant penis and uh in chalk so i feel like i feel like that's when we can start to heal together when the when the giant dick is drawn on something whether it's the back of a car or spray paint orange shard uh grass you know i mean that's uh like a phoenix rising from arizona right there we go 
Uh, yeah. I mean, you know what? I'm kind of just lost a little bit today. I just got back. I was going to do the podcast a little earlier, but you know, I, I drove. I just drove through Sacramento to get this beer here. Beer here. And you know, I got caught not in protesters, but there were people protest. There were some people blocking traffic to a certain. It looks like it was a ending by the time I got there. To have some people, you know, freed from the jail. Uh, for the, protesters were there to get other protesters out of jail. They were put in there the other day for protesting. Everyone, t- everyone, everyone, follow this. Oh, somebody's coming. I don't understand for the life of me. I've said it a thousand times. I don't understand why protesters block traffic. Well, to get attention, Brian. Well, I get that. That that part's understood. I understand that completely. You're going to get on the news. People are going to pay attention to you. I don't care. Anything short of giving out free money, if I'm being held up in traffic because you have a cause, I don't care about your cause. I'm, I'm going to say it right now. I don't care what it is unless you are giving me money. I tell those people to go to the building in question, go to go wherever they need to go and block that stuff, block entry, do all that. That's a form of protest and I get it. You are pissing off the public when you do that shit. And I've, and I've gotten to this argument with people and they're like, you don't get it. And I'm just like, I, I clearly don't. And I actually don't want to be in this conversation anymore. But they'll say, you don't, you don't get it. That that's the form of protest. But no, 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 no. This is a new thing and it sucks and it's stupid and I don't like it. And like I said, you are not, I'm not, I'm not getting on your side. I don't care what it is, whether it's pizza and puppies. Uh, yeah, you are blocking me from where I want to go. No one likes traffic and no one likes other people becoming the actual traffic issue. So there's that. And, and, and I, I don't normally get into work on this podcast. I'll just say work has been very frustrating lately. And, uh. I said on Twitter, I say it was kind of a just something that my old boss used to say, old Dan Johnson, back in DSS in uh in Connecticut. I remember one day he just came up to me. Yeah, just some random day. Dan was a guy who Dan was a state worker. He certainly was. But he worked harder than the normal state worker. But he the attitude was very state worker like. He just came up to me, see that guy, you know, drinking that forty, waiting for the liquor store to open? I was like, Yeah, Dan, there were like five of them. Which one which one are you thinking about? He's like, Yeah, you know the one that was laying there. And I was like, Yeah, yeah, I saw him on the way in. He's like, I don't know what I did wrong. I should have been that guy. And I was like, well, I mean, not that you did anything wrong by not being that guy, but, uh, but you know, I, I just, I understand. And today I felt that feeling. It was just like frustration with work. I just said, why, why, why do I put in so much effort? Why did I do all this in life? Why couldn't I just been, have been the, the guy who buys a few tall boys, you know, lays on the, lays on the bench at the park. Hopefully with a little shade, pounds those things at eight thirty in the morning, passes out there. And I mean, as long as you're not, you know, harassing anyone or exposing yourself or, you know, I don't know, or urinating on yourself. I mean, maybe urinating on yourself is expected, uh, and maybe not that. You know, if you're already in that state, you might reek of some sort of body odor and urine anyway, so it could be expected. But just man, oh man, that does look like a nice life sometimes. It really does. So uh so words of wisdom from Dan Johnson. I don't know where Dan Johnson is these days. Probably he's such a strange. And listen, Dan is a guy who likes to drink. He's he's retired. He's he did say something to me once though. I shouldn't be saying his name on here, should I? Anyways, I doubt he's listening to the podcast. But good guy, great guy. I do remember him saying one time. He's like, "Hey, you're out in California now. Hey, maybe we should meet up. I got a friend in San Diego. Is that close?" I was like, "No." And I was like, "Dan, you lived in West Haven. I lived in New Haven, and we hung out like three times. I, I don't know why this would be a big deal now." But I will raise my glass. And what glass am I drinking? Oh, that's, that's, that's a very good question. So I'm drinking, it's called the brewery. It's not spelled, it's B-R-U-E-R-Y. It's a hoppy Belgian style ale. It's called a mischief. 
8.5%. I was going to get the Dr. Lupulin from the the, the famed Dr. Lupulin from the Revision Brewery, which was uh, 11.5%. But I feel like crap when you have a beer with that much alcohol. I just feel, oh, Brian doesn't feel good when he has high alcohol beers. Um, brewed and canned in the brewery, Placentia, California. How do you people want to say, uh, okay, can I have your credit card number? Yep, here. And, and where, 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 what's your address? And they say placenta, or they read it, and they go, placenta? No, no, placentia. <laughs> so, this here. That is damn good. I like that a lot. It definitely, there's something about a Belgian style, and, I, and I'll be, you know, say, even going to Belgium, I did not take full advantage of it. I, I had a few beers of mine I wanted to try, but the culture and the rest of the beers I did not take seriously enough where I should have been seeking them out instead of just, you know, you get to a certain point, though, you know, they just put it in front of you and you're like, yeah, I'll drink it. <laughs> Honey, you want to hear more about, you know, Derek Jeter in 87, 97, whatever. Um, so that's that. But uh, I love all of you. You guys are great. And gals. So what's on the menu today? What, what, what are we talking about? Uh, well, let me pause this for a second here. What is going on? Sorry, computer being, it's the same. Ah, well, there we go. It's been a long time since I was a kid. I'm watching this kid. He's just dri- right, not driving. My father, never tell you this? My father told me a time I threw a huge temper tantrum. I had the plastic. I probably told the story. Who cares? Um, let's see. Hey, big shout out to Ken Buckley. Just had a knee surgery. He had his uh, knee uh, knee replacement. And he, he's running along. Uh, and I have this on paw. <laughs> I have this... Uh, voice thing going to somebody's text message right now and it's it's uh, recording everything I'm just saying right here so let's uh, turn that off uh, big shout out to Ken Buckley I mean he, he's 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 running around he's doing whatever he can do and uh, boy oh boy watch out huh right oh man struggling for content this week Jesus Brian get it together no but I'm seeing this kid man this does not look fun maybe maybe it's just when you're a kid maybe it seems a lot more fun he's just riding his bike around over and over again like in a small small circle it's just like, it's the thing with California. You don't have a ton of room in a lot of these neighborhoods. So you're just going, I mean, the little kids going around. and I don't know. Maybe parents are just too, I don't know, hands-on now. <laughs> Hands off my parents. Hey, get the hell out of here. Go, go do something. I don't know. I, I didn't sit around the neighborhood and just do that over and over again. Actually, I probably went to a lot of places I shouldn't have. Hey, cool. I'm going to go ride my bike close to the projects, but I'm not going to tell you that. Anyways. Uh, let's move on. Uh, what do we have to talk about? It's been a few weeks, so we got a little old. We've got some oldies here. Let's see. Uh, bins for tools. N- no, Jesus, that's uh, another list. Uh, that's not it. So uh, let's see. We already talked about that. We talked about that. All right. So let's let, let's go back in the wayback machine. Now this probably seems like a year ago. So the big drama with young Fernando Tatis. Now, normally, if you're going to go by the playbook of, my, of mine, which is old curmudgeon, I hate any emotion, yada, 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 uh, I would say, how dare he hit a grand slam when he's up seven runs? The people that were really outraged about that um, are either minds. You know, it's one thing to, uh, you know, showboat when you're up that much. Uh, you can't get mad at someone for swinging at a pitch when you throw it right down the plate. I thought that was ridiculous. However, I did learn afterwards that he ignored the coach's sign to not swing away, and uh, that that ticked me off a bit. You know, I, I you know, got a little angry through some through some stuff around the house. You know, nothing big, broke a mirror. But in classic internet fashion, 
It had to be completely the opposite. So you have the people that are angry and do all this, and because the you know the Peter Pan Twitter of the world has to go, oh no no, it's good to hit Grand Slams S7. So then it became cool. I'm not saying it's either of them. It's just saying it's not that big of a deal. But then we have to do this. How it's cool. Yes, let the kids play. I'm a jackass. Blah blah blah. Yeah, all that. I'm a eunuch. All that. I hate everything. <laughs> I, I, why can't we just say it was stupid? We don't have to glorify it and be like, see, then the next time he comes up with seven runs, people are like, oh, swing away, swing away. No, 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 no. Don't. Just, if you see a pitch, swing at it. Do we have to go out of our way to be assholes now? This is why baseball isn't doing this. This is why. Ba- oh, because Fernando Tatis either swung or didn't swing at a, at a pitch like that. That's what, that, that, that is the, 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 the structure of baseball's popular or not. Get the, shut up. So, but yeah, that's, that's little baby stuff. The manager is getting all that and then making him apologize. That's garbage. I hate that. I mean, it, it showed a little more restraint than someone like Gary Sanchez, who's batting under 150 and pimps a home run. You know, his one hit a week. That guy, have a little clarity, a little self-awareness. You are barely a major league player right now. I realize it's still early per se in a real season, but it's not really that early. I mean, it's about a month and a half, right? A month and a half, and you are batting under five. Let's look at let's look at the Sanchez numbers. Now it's easy. He's a whipping boy because listen, he has that vibe where he does. He has that look, that feel, that aura. When he's struggling, he doesn't give a shit. You know, you can tell with a Sanchez at bat. That first swing that he has, if there's if it's lacking any effort, there is a very and I may have said this before, and I apologize, but there is a very good chance he's going to strike out on three or four pitches. It's a very good – if there's some effort behind that first swing and miss or foul, you know, whatever, you'd say, okay, all right. But usually you can tell if he's just like – he's just – there's no discipline. There's no – there's no – imagine being so good that you can play Major League Baseball and being a good player and you just give up on at-bats like that. What kind of psycho are you that you think that that's like normal behavior? Eh, I don't feel like that. It's like, Gary, you, you haven't made that million-dollar – you know, this billion-dollar contract yet. I'd probably be putting a little more effort into that, Chief. Sanchino. What is with all these helicopters lately? I do not understand. Like, I understand when there were these protests and everything last week, but there have been a lot of them. What is going on here? Oh, you want to see helicopters? I'll show you. Come on. Come on. Yeah, give me a bow. I'm telling you, this thing's been following me around everywhere, Karen. All right, let's see. Let's see what this is. he playing today? Oh, I'm batting 125. He's over two today. OPS under 600. And uh, he's batting 125, two men left on base, no strikeouts. That's good. Uh, and ground into a double play, whatever. People ground a double play, I'm not going to get angry about that. But another thing that I saw about Gary Sanchez, for oh, for how great he is, listen, he, you were trying to say he's not the best catcher in baseball? Like, well, like, what's wrong with you? You don't understand that? The Sanchez defenders, and I know, it's people like me, people saying the things I'm saying. We could be a bit much in terms of jumping on him, when, when this, especially when, you know, someone like Sanchez is struggling. And the team is struggling. It's just like, oh, whipping boy, got him. Don't ignore any, you know, ignore everyone else. Let's see this though. I wanted to, and of course, they don't have what I want. What is Jesus Christ? Okay. Well, basically, what I was trying to say is his OPS is dwindling down to almost under eight hundred. Last time I looked at it, that's something else, man. For a guy with that kind of power, unbelievable. But the team, uh, you know, I'm having, I, I don't know if you're the only one, if you're the only one, well, I'm not talking to you, I'm talking about me, but I am talking to you. If I'm the only one, I'm having trouble watching these games. I really am. And the winds are ugly. Uh, the pitching stinks. Um, and everyone's hurt. 
Judge Judge is a player that you can't rely on him, and I do wonder. And this this is, sounds like blasphemy from 2017. Just absolutely, your head would be spinning if someone said this to you in 2017. I don't know what they're going to do with him. Is he up for arbitration this year? I think he is. How is that handled? That guy can't. He he came. Hey, listen, he came back for one day. I mean that that's almost a that's like a Stanton approach. Stanton's like, listen, you go back for one day, complain about something else, then go back. Listen, then you don't even have to play, and they still pay you. I mean, come on, it's easy. I'll pretend to be really upset when the camera's in front of me, but listen, it's really easy this way. Don't worry about it. Plus. I am a little upset because this is normally when the fans will be here and there aren't any fans. So it's easier. But, oh, man, hey, what are you going to do? I'm just going to sit at home and just, you know, I don't know, flex. I'm going to ask A-Rod how he does it. You know, just standing in front of the mirror, kissing, maybe get that Minotaur picture taken. Aaron Judge arbitration. I know. Some of you are screaming. Brian, Brian, it's this, that, uh, arbitration. It's officially in a contract for the New York and they're still settled on a deal. His 2000. Okay, so. He's only ever so it's arbitration for that year. So he has arbitration again, right? I don't know. Jesus, I'm, I'm not going to waste your time on this. But listen, obviously he's got the Yankees got some decisions to make. You know, they got some decisions to make in, in a sense. This guy's worth money from a, 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 a apparel standpoint, a fan favorite standpoint. He can put asses in the seats standpoint when there's not COVID, fake Chinese H, you know, five G, Fauci, deep state, Bill Gates virus. Um. And we all know that, too. They're in the helicopters and whatnot and the, and the planes. Trump loves to put that shit out there because he doesn't even want to get into it. Listen, maybe, maybe he's right. But, like, this is the Trump way. He just goes, oh, and there were some guys dressed in black and, uh, you know, they were in an airplane and uh, they were bad guys. Can you tell us more about that? Oh, it's under investigation. I can't tell you about that. I can't <laughs> and then somebody asked about today. It's like, oh, it's somebody you may know. And, uh, and I'll talk to that person. Maybe they'll tell you. Maybe they won't. You know, it's just he, he – listen, he's dumb, but he's not that dumb. Because he he knows he can use the dum dums to just create the narrative for him, and just be like, yeah, well, I saw a bit of this, and you know, I'm not actually saying it. So when people say, why do you say this? When when did I say this? I never said that. No, no, no. Listen, we're looking into it. We're gonna see. We're gonna investigate. It's something we're looking into. We're gonna take a look at it. That's the bullshit alarm. That's when it should go off. There should be some sort of alarm swirling like on top of the police squad uh, car in color. It should just say there. And we're looking into it. It's something we're going to take a look at. That's how it goes. Uh, what was I talking about? I completely lost my train of thought. Oh, but it's like I I, 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 I don't know what you're going to do with – I don't know what you're going to do with uh, Judge. You can't, you can't rely on him. You can't. I was having this conversation with my father the other day. It's like you almost think like – if these guys played back in the day, like, you know, when they treated these people like complete chattel, they, w- they would play through this stuff. Or do you think now it's like it, – and you think maybe it's – these guys are investments now. And I think a lot of fans don't understand that. It's like, oh, they don't play like they used to. And, I, and, I, and you're right in a sense. But like, you know, they, they put a lot of money into that. They're, they're not looking at Aaron Judge to win the World Series. Listen, World Series are great. But guess what? The bottom line is the bottom line. And that's money. If they play Aaron Judge, they push him, and then he's no longer able to make money for them. Then what was the point? They think that these owners sit around and they like bask themselves and like you know penance, and they like you know sit there and kiss these World Series trophies. They look at that and go, "Hey, this is cool. We did it. All right, eh, whatever." It's about money. These greedy pigs. That's all they want. I just, I'm, <laughs> I just like imagine like the players in, like 1950s are being like, "Hey, hey, Skip, hey, uh." Hey, uh, uh, hey, Skip. Hey, hey, uh, you know, front office owner guy. Listen, I got a, I got a, 
one of my pinkies, my, one of my calves is really sore here, and uh, my shoulder's been barking a bit, and uh, I don't know, maybe I should take some time off. Hey, shut up, McGillicuddy, get in the game, get ready for 18 innings. 18? Now well, maybe 20, we might go extra. We need you. The reliever was going to come back behind you? Yeah, he, uh, well, his, his son died, so if we gave him the day off, he will be docked to pay. Now shut up and go over there. That's how they treated him. True story, true story. But uh, I saw LeMahieu who came back immediately, hit a home run. The guy's a machine. Mahina, Mahina. He's good. And uh, oh boy, Clint Frazier, listen, he must listen to the podcast because if I'm going to talk shit about Clint Frazier and he's going to show me something like that, he's obviously listening. I'm glad I can give the motivation to the red-haired bandit to actually get that shit done. So, I don't know. I, I just don't know. I, I don't know if I can get into this season. It's it's weird. It's really, really weird. Maybe I'll get into it more so when the playoffs start. But uh, I, I don't know. It's it's just strange. It's because you know we're going to look back at this year. And we got 2020. Oh, big deal. You won in 2020. That, that, that you know, that, that neutered season. Give me a break. That doesn't count. You're going to actually, you're actually going to call that the 28th World Series champion. That's BS. They still have 20. No, 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 no. <laughs> Oh God! So I think I'm gonna get into it more when uh, when uh, we get down to the uh, nitty gritty of the playoffs. Will be a little, little more interesting. Let's see. Is there anything on the baseball front I want to talk about? Uh, I think that might be it. Oh well, the, it looks like the the Mets are going to have a new owner and Steve Cohen, billionaire. I don't know. He's a bad guy, I guess, or not great guy in terms of being woke, supposedly. So. Listen, when you have Bill de Blasio and Al Sharpton trying to jump in there and say, listen, we need a minority owner. And I mean minority, not in minority of, a, you know, in the actual logistics of it. Minority as in the people, owners in Alex Rodriguez and Je- Jennifer Lopez. I'm sorry. That is a turnoff. People do not want that. They are disgusting people. They belong in prison. I don't know what their charges are, but they belong there. And uh, I'm so – because, listen, the Mets have enough off the field and on the field drama that they don't need two absolute divas, people, narcissists that are obsessed with themselves, kind of a oxymoron, but just completely overtaking. It's like, hey, did you see uh, – and you, and you know when life gets back to normal, like all the, all the glamour hogs, basically women, uh, that you know will, will see them on like extra and be like, hey, did you see Jacob DeGrom pitch a no-header? Yeah, I know, but did you see J-Lo and A-Rod in the front row in that dress she was wearing? I'm like, God – I mean, I guess maybe it won't be that bad. But what I'm saying, I could see definitely a. Uh, well, they wouldn't be majority owners, but I was going to say I could see a similar situation that happened with the Dodgers a few years ago when the owner uh, had the divorce, who would get the team. But I guess it wouldn't be that serious because these two don't have enough money, even though they think they are. Uh, God, they, they, oh God, maybe they're nice people. They're most likely not. We know that they're probably wretched human beings. But it's uh, it's good to see. Uh, it's good to see uh, them not win. It's it's really good. A-Rod lost, and he didn't even have to use performance-enhancing drugs. How about that? I mean, he did that most of his career. He lost and used steroids. But, uh, hey. Chuck another one, A-Rod. You piece of garbage. But it looks like, you know, I, I, I'll say this. You know, having billionaire owners doesn't, you know, necessarily mean that your team is going to win everything because uh, lots of teams have high, high payrolls and never win anything. But let the Mets fa- Met fans have their fun because I think that's fair, and uh, the Wilpons are bad owners, cheap owners bamboozled by their own friend and Bernie Madoff and they need a real real owner to guide their team so good luck to the Mets fans I hope it does work out for you uh Francesa is not retired yet he lives on in Twitter and his main goal is to talk about how terrible the Mets are so you want to kind of reverse that and uh, maybe Cohen will change that 
change that culture, that culture in the locker room, and uh, see what happens going forward. So we are a week out of, I think it's a week out of, well, two, one to two weeks out of the party conventions. And I, I will never for the life of me understand why a, anyone watches those things other than maybe if there is a actually contested convention. Uh, what is the point, especially in this virtual forum, which is b- drier than, I don't know, dry. There we go. I'll get paid the bid bucks for nothing. But I mean, just so boring. So just even more scripted than normal. No emotion. Just total, just just garbage. I mean, again, and it shows you also that half the people in the you know world or at least on Twitter, don't understand how the process actually goes in itself, that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez actually, you know, she she endorsed Bernie Sanders, which all these people lost their shit. They did not understand it. Oh, my God, what's going on? And then not really understand that's how it works, you stupid idiots. That's how it works. And then AOC had to come out afterwards and say, well, you know, and also that's how it works. Plus, look at the way NBC played me here. NBC hypes me up. I'm going to play. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then shows another tweet of theirs that says she causes a huge riff and blah, 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 blah. And shows how deceptive the media is. And that's a liberal one. And obviously their establishment, they don't want the AOC. They want the AOC wokeness. They don't want the AOC overtake and the wokeness overtake. They want wokeness, but they want centrist in Biden, someone like that. They know who butters their bread. They know that that socialists and uh, democratic socialists and wokeness are not watching uh, their programs. Centrists are watching their programs. That's that's the way I look at it. You know what information and, and uh, you know details I have on that? Basically nothing. I'm making this up as I go along. It just seems like it makes sense to me. <sighs> but we got into all that with AOC and it, AOC is a very interesting character to me because you know she says a lot of dumb things and she says a lot of smart things. And I think her problem, she was birthed out of social media, uses it... If, incredibly well and is on there all the time. Then now therein lies the problem. You've become a social media whore. And I don't mean whore in that sense, but I mean a whore to social media. You are addicted to it in that way that that's how people uh, consume your content. So that means you have to continue giving content, 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 content. And you do that much where you're on demand all the time. You're going to get stinkers. You're going to get dumb things. You're going to say stupid things. You're on you're on display 365 days a year, multiple times a day. You're going to say dumb things. It's it's going to happen. Now, again, she's probably a little too liberal for me. Um, but she does say some things where I'm just like, I'm glad she said that. That's, that makes sense. And of course, in this world, for me to say something like that, that's spineless. I'm, I'm, I'm a loser. I, I, I don't have a sack. I can't, you know, I can't say those sort of things. It's either one or the other. She's either brilliant or, or dumb. I can't say, well, if you think about, no, 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 there's none of that. You, you how dare you have a, an opinion that may not be completely direct and you'd like to hear both sides of an argument or maybe even, I don't know, just be fair, huh? Be fair, Mikey, be fair. God, oh man, oh man, imagine that. Imagine that. I know. I, I'm so much more enlightened than all of you. Can you can you can you even try to understand that? I like you guys though. I'm gonna start using the two form as opposed to the Ustetus, because I'm that more familiar with you. Alright, I can't do I took that from a Larry David bit. I I I can't I can't I can't try to steal that. That's that's how can I do that? How can I do that? 
in the NBA. I watched uh, I watched a little bit of the NBA last night. Um, what I say? Rockets, Rockets, and Thunder, and uh, Russell Westbrook looked absolutely out of control in the game. Something about Russell Westbrook and James Harden that like I don't like severely like sports dislike them, but I don't like them. And I think Russell Westbrook, he, he has this real big chip on his shoulder for whatever reason. I don't know who's ever said he isn't good. Um, him and Damon Lillard, like both of those guys, like maybe it's the, the kind of like Jordan thing that you need motivation to continue doing things. But like, they always feel like they're not getting their due. It's like, how much more due do you guys need? Like <laughs> your top NBA players, you get your ass kissed by everyone. Like, would, would, would you like a shrine outside the bubble there in Orlando? Like you guys, you're pretty well known. And I think you get all the kudos you deserve. I feel disrespected. Why? Yeah, I'd like to be respected that much for putting a ball in a hoop. But I, I, I mean, listen, my neighbor has one. I see what, you know, people come running out of their house or cheering, throwing stuff up in the air. But uh, I saw them lose. That was good. I saw Westbrook, too, after the game. He's he's sitting there. People are asking him questions. And he admitted that, you know, a lot of the turnovers were his fault. Well, no shit. It's in the box score. He doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that out. But he's sitting there playing on his phone, like, when people are talking to him. Like, can you be more of a baby? Well, like... And he's not like some kid either. Like that's such crybaby crap. And I know he's coming off an injury, but I see his 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 minutes are restricted for Game Seven. Like he said that. Like what a fragile player. I get. I, I'm not saying that if, even if you're Michael Jordan and you come back in Game Seven, you're coming off an injury, that you're going to be 100. percent No one's saying that. But you say that out to the public that you're on an innings innings. What, I mean, maybe minutes restriction in a Game Seven. Yeah, I'm going to be on a minutes restriction. Why, why would you ever tell people that? That comes across as so, so soft. I don't know. I thought that guy was like hardcore warrior and everything. He's always so angry and, you know. And I've been watching a little bit of the Lakers and uh, Trailblazer series, which was mildly entertaining. I mean, Lillard's really the only player. And then he just starts throwing up crazy shots. He's, he plays a little hero ball sometimes too. Um, but I, I don't understand these guys shooting like from 50 feet out. And I know Lillard is – he makes a lot of them. But I mean – it's like a virus, a f- not a fake virus, a real virus. When people start doing that and then you have other players do it. And it's like, oh, oh, look at that. He hit that. You know, because all that shit makes the sports center when, you, when you're hitting the 50 foot shots that are just as good as like, you know, right along the line. I hope people remember that. No, Brian, you don't get it. It's, it's about the defender not being ready. It's like, no, no, sometimes they shoot it right in the defender's face from 40 feet away. It's, it's, there's only a few guys in the league that could probably make that somewhat consistently. It's probably Lillard and Curry. Outside of that, stop it. Uh. But yeah, we know it's going to be the Lakers. Luka Doncic, I guess they were eliminated, right? The Mavericks. Yeah, he's turned into a good player. I saw him play in person there in Sacramento. He whined the whole game. He gave it to me for nine innings. Uh, he complained the whole game. Thank you, Aldo Greco. He complained the entire game. It was worse than like Dwayne Wade. It, it was nonstop, just crying baby. But the big story, obviously, with the NBA last week was, you know, we saw what happened in Kenosha, uh, Wisconsin. And, uh, what was his name? Jacob, Jacob, uh, Jacob Nash. No, Jesus Christ. Or is that his last name? Jacob. Dude, what the, what is that dude's name? Jacob Blake, Blake Kenosha, Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah. God. The fact that that guy is like some sort of hero is Jacob Blake. Yeah. Rittenhouse, some sort of patriot, is really, really mind-numbing to me. Uh, but I'll play both sides of this. You know, uh, what happened to him 
see, it's such a fine line with this stuff, too. What happened to Jacob Blake was, that was a murder, man. And you can say, oh, well, if you just resist. Now, listen, I'll say this. When you don't resist, it does make it a more volatile situation for most situations. I would suggest you resist. However, when you don't resist, that is not an invitation to death. That's my issue. That's my issue with people who say immediately, well, you have to resist. Why didn't he resist? I think it's fair asking that question, as long as you're going to say afterwards that doesn't justify someone being murdered like that. I mean, hey, uh, I'll tell you, you are making a situation flammable when you don't resist, potentially. I mean, and I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that. But again, that's not uh, that's not a reason to get seven in the back. When you pull someone's shirt and shoot them seven times in the back. Now, what happens here is. And this has happened with a few of these high-profile, uh, high-profile, these high-profile cases, where you have uh, an African American murdered. Uh, the ones that are on the news and everything. Uh, and 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 I'll and I'll agree with some people who say, "Oh yeah, well, you want to dissect each case, and we'll imagine all the ones that aren't on camera." And I get that. I do. I do. And I think there needs to be a lot of changing in policing. I talked about it a few episodes ago. You know, the the idea that you start there at like eighteen, the emotional maturity of an eighteen-year-old in me, and easily being corrupted by seniors. When I have a gun dealing with high pressure situations, I could only imagine how I deal with things. I could only imagine going in neighborhoods where the people hate me, absolutely hate me, and then having to deal with that every day. Uh, that is, that is, I, that is, you know, I majored in criminal justice for not for one second did I ever want to be a cop. And that was a job that I would not like. And I was always afraid of shooting somebody. Um, but here's where it gets, you know, Jacob Gray. While what happened, he is a victim. There, there's no doubt about it. He is a victim. It gets a little dicey when we start to, you know, send someone like Jacob Gray or you know someone else. I, I don't know the you know history of every single person that's kind of been a national story. This beatification, because uh, he's not a great guy, um, and you know it's a little. Now there was an injustice done, and he's he has due process to, you know get his on this. And there's also due process against him because there are a lot of crimes that he has committed and he's being charged with. I mean, this guy is someone from what I read, he's convicted on the things he's being charged of. He would be a sex offender. So it's, it's a really fine line when we're talking about this stuff and not making this person into a God and making murals of him and things like that. It's, I can understand people's frustration. I can understand people's frustration at the system and policing and how it's done. When we put someone like that into the spotlight in terms of this person's a hero, eh, read the story about that encounter before the cops got there. And I'm not saying, uh, before the cops even got there, read what happened and why he was there. That's not a guy you want to be, uh, you know, I don't want to say rallying around because he did just get shot in the back seven times. But we talk about character and uh, I think it certainly sounds like he was lacking it. Also, not a justification to get shot in the back seven times. But uh, yikes, we'll put it that way. Yikes, yikes, yikes. Um. We'll see what happens with that. You know, Trump just Trump going to Kenosha and doing that and sitting there and kissing the, the police's ass. It's uh, it's pretty shameful. Um, and not because I think that the police are in the wrong, but if we're going to be completely, you know, 
unbiased. So this is an active investigation. You know, and he is going there clearly picking which side he wants to go on. And he's going to say, well, no, no, Brian, that's not true. I'm I'm not here to to pick a side. I'm here to pick the side of the cops versus the protesters. And it's just like, okay, this is – that's the thing with Trump. You know, there's a little bit of – sometimes the shit's so insane. Then there's other times it's like a little bit of blurred truth. And you say, ah, see, see. He he, he didn't say he was picking a side in the actual crime itself or the incident itself. It was was the protest. Oh, oh, yeah. It's just like – Right, right, right. If you're gonna if you're gonna look at shit just on the on that first level like that, then you're a stupid person. There are many different levels to look at. Le- Jerry, levels. It's gonna be levels. Well, I'm not doing the levels, so I won the bet. No, I didn't lose. I said I wasn't gonna do them. That's the bet. There are different levels to it, and I'm sorry. That's just uh, and then urging people to go to Seattle, go to Portland, and I'll, I'll say that Portland mayor, man. The idea that he's just going to let that kind of shit go on. Now, from people, from what I have heard from people, this isn't like Portland is on fire on a nightly basis. But there is a specific area, and it is nightly, and it's late at night, and it's just mayhem. The idea that that can go on in a major American city is freaking ridiculous. And the idea that he's not doing anything about it and not calling in the National Guard or some sort of entity to clear these 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 fascist – just I, – I don't know what you want to call them – vermin – out of there, it, just because it's ooh, it's anti, it's it's take that orange man. It's just like man, oh man, what what is wrong with you? I, this this is all this is also nuts. You know, Trump's getting more crazy as we go. And then I saw that there's a there's a book out uh, that supposedly he was in the hospital uh, for unscheduled visit there in November in 2019. Uh, that they were they were concerned about his condition. Now I didn't see actually the condition itself, but they were concerned about his condition that they were on standby, ready to hand the presidency or at least the presidential authority over to Mike Pence. And then Trump came out and said, I did not have many strokes. It's like, well, who did someone say you had many strokes? Congratulations. You played yourself. Oh God. Yes. <clears throat> Always wanted to say that. I mean, he does like drag his right. I don't, I don't want to sit here and be like, you know, one of the parents on Maury and be like, see, look at the nose. Look at the, look at the eyes. Look at the eyes. But I mean, you, you, you can see he does drag his right, right foot, man. And I feel like some of the slurring of the words of his, I think, I do think that those are teeth related. I think he has dentures, but you never know. I mean, you know, he's a, here's the thing. I am shocked that, that he does not have COVID. He must've had, he, there must be a vaccine. There must be a vaccine and he must have it. He is old. He is a pig and he doesn't, and he's around people all the time and doesn't wear a mask. How is it possible? Like he should have it by now, or he should have had it. He's an obese pig. <laughs> I'm telling you, the golfing does not look good either. I mean, what is he supposed to do? Barricade himself in the White House for the rest of his life? I understand that too, but you know, golfing all the time like this—it's uh, pick your spots, man. Don't don't do it all the time. Bad, 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 bad look for him when he does that stuff. Very bad look. And as we get closer to the election. I say this on Twitter. Have we ever seen an instance where the two people running for president are clearly have some sort of, you know, diminished capacity, some sort of neurological condition that is that makes them difficult to even listen to in like a five minute span? Both of them. I mean, and, and obviously different neurological conditions. I mean, Trump just rambles on kind of like someone who's lost their shit, like like a schizophrenic kind of person, while Biden is definitely displaying more of the dementia symptoms. It's But they're both unstable to run, you know, one of the most powerful countries, probably the most powerful country in the entire world. 
It's the greatest economy in the history of the world and we'll build it back up again. Less regulatory stuff. Yeah. Uh, but what was I, what was I even saying? I, I completely lost my train of thought with the NBA there. Uh, podcast getting a little long here. Whoops, whoops, whoops. I got a lot to talk about, man. It's been a long time and I'm sure some of you are probably just, God, God. Hear that? What, what, this is, there was no Air Force base near us. I mean, there is an airport, but that's, They usually don't fly that low, the airplanes. So I'm very confused as to what that... That sounds like it's close. But I was uh, going to mention the Milwaukee Bucks. That's right, Kenosha. So that thing happened. That thing. Okay. The incident happened. And you hear the Bucks are thinking about... Uh, first year forfeiting the game in, in protest. And I was like, whoa. That's, uh, that's something. Um see how that goes. And then I read, yeah, boycott, whatever, but they were the only team doing it. Now, yeah, I guess you have to separate the the attention message from the competitive message because the competitive message in me was like, hey, that is, uh, that's that's something, man. You're going to give up. I, I know this is some sort of nuanced season here, but you're going to give up a playoff win out of this? That is, that's, uh, that's pretty, that's something else. And then I hear, okay, well, the Magic are going to do it too. And it's like, all right, well, Okay, the competitive element is over, so they're both forfeiting. It's just like it's like a rainout. Okay, all right, great. And then you see every team doing it. So I mean, from the symbolic gesture, I do get it, uh, and I guess it's kind of something that everyone came together to, and you had to do it. I, I, again, I feel like a lot of this with the NBA, they, I think it's just comes out of necessity and obligation, and that's fine. I mean, obviously that league is run a lot different from the other leagues. You know, a lot of NHL teams did it. Did all of NHL do it, too? That, that's shocking. Um, but the NBA's run different. I mean, people can get mad at it, and people say they're not going to watch it. And I'm just like, really? That was the straw that broke the camel's back for you. You are a huge you, – you just consumed so much NBA. You were bursting out of your ears with how much NBA you watch. And then that happened. That, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. I don't buy that for a second. <laughs> you, if that, you had an issue with them boycotting that game. Uh, with the power and the influence the players have in this league and the messages that they – this is a very – this is the most players league I could possibly imagine without you know them actually becoming the coaches next. Um, and that was the thing that really did it for you. All the other stuff didn't, but this did. Uh, Got to call bullshit. Got to call bullshit on that one. But everyone did it, and I'm sure LeBron was shitting his pants when the Bucks originally did that because uh, he's an egomaniac and uh, – he had to uh, probably think, oh boy, oh no, oh shit, I got to sit out a game. Uh, Greek freaked it. Oh man, oh man, this isn't good. And then everyone ended up doing it. So I saw a great, you know, LeBron reading the fr- first. If you look on the internet, there are tons of pictures of LeBron because there was a picture of him, you know, shirt off, you know, muscles glistening and, uh, you know, real skimpy shorts, which I mean, I mean, all, uh, I whatever, I mean. Just a different, a different era with these guys. I couldn't imagine, you know, Joe DiMaggio. Oh, oh white guy. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, I couldn't imagine someone posing for pictures like this. It was a clearly, you know, orchestrated picture. Where he's sitting on an exercise bike in these like little skimpy shorts, no shirt, and he's just so consumed in page one of the autobiography of Malcolm X. So the entire, you go on the internet, there are tons of pictures of LeBron. Clearly being photographed, clearly being recorded, and he's sitting there reading the first page of a book. 
LeBron is not nearly as smart as he thinks he is. He uh, he's he's kind of dumb, actually. He's also though I, I feel like he's his entire personality and actual like sincere thoughts have been robbed of him, kind of like an Alex Rodriguez in a sense where he no longer has organic thoughts. He has a team that assembles the thoughts for him, and he kind of just regurgitates those thoughts. And all these all these media people, all these they, they kiss his ass. They give the softball questions. No one's ever going to ask him anything hard. I saw somebody actually asked him, oh, so uh, what, do you, what do you think about autobiography and Malcolm X? You know, what, he, well, I just actually started reading it, but it's, uh, you know, Alex Haley. Uh, he's a, he's a, you know, he's a really smart man. You know, he's uh, so it's a, it's a powerful book. It's uh, yeah. He could not articulate one goddamn thing about that. Now, granted, I know him from high school to the NBA, but you know, I'm pretty sure that was on my summer reading list in like 10th grade. So I could probably articulate that book better than LeBron James, who supposedly is reading it right now. And I'm sure he's reading it as we speak. Actually, they might be playing there. If you're a gambling person, you got to be loving this because, I mean, there are tons of NBA games on every day. Yeah, notific- I just got a – I know this is completely different, but I've seen the notification. This is me. This notification. I got this camera on uh, in front of our house now. It's just a security camera. I think I mentioned that someone stole my wife's sneakers off the off the porch and left their own dirty sneakers, which was, that was very nice. Uh, pretty sure I told the story, but yeah, someone stole her sneakers and left, left theirs and the shoe was much bigger than hers. So I, 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 very mind boggling situation, but I got a camera to put down there and, uh, I guess the notifications were just me walking by it, but I didn't have it placed right the first time. So it was like picking up cars and like animals. Um, so I'm like getting notifications like 4.30 in the morning. I'm like, <gasps> and I look, and it's like, you know, some cat walking by or someone backing their car up. And I'm just like, oh, God, is that, uh... and just that, because that, uh, that, that, we're not going to live on that. I keep going up and down here. Sorry about that. But uh, I think that might be the podcast. Uh, let's see. Yeah, we got the smoke. I already talked about that. Trump and the strokes. I didn't talk about Tom Brenneman. Eh, you heard what he said. That he's probably going to get in trouble for it, whatever. I guess people won't like him. I didn't know that, but... All right, people, that's it. Um, I want you to enjoy your Labor Day. Dr. Fauci said this could be a big deal going forward. Like anyone will really listen to it. They have their mind made up of what they're going to do anyways. Dr. Fauci's in the deep state. We all know that. Um, He has enjoyed the limelight a bit, Dr. Fauci. I I will admit that. And uh, some of the messages have been conflicting. Um, I do have to say that, you know, this is a fluid situation. And I'm still going to continue to listen to medical experts over Donald Trump. Uh, But, uh, hey, QAnon, right? Right. QAnon. Let's say there is like this cult of like child molester billionaires all around the world, right? And let's say they do drink babies' blood. Let's say that because listen, I'm sure they become billionaires. They everything in their life is is so attainable that they can just take whenever they want. But this is something that's so exotic. It's 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 something I can't have. And you know, listen, I'm I'm not trying to get into the. I'm not. These are not my thoughts. These are the thoughts of the 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 the, the people that QAnon hates, right? But let's break all, let's just say all that's true, all of it. But the idea that Donald Trump was brought here to save us from them, from taking over the world, not, not, not like, you know, this, the United States government, Donald Trump was brought here. The man who said he would date his daughter is now here to save us from those people. I'm sorry that that's. I'd almost be listening to someone and like in the beginning, I'd be like, this is wild and crazy stuff, but like continue. Cause I mean, like I, I like a good conspiracy theory. Go ahead, go ahead. And then when they close it with, and we have a Messiah, we have a savior, one who will save us. And that being Donald Trump, I'd like, look around, be like, what? 
I waited all that time for this? You gotta be shitting me. That's like a movie you walk out on. Oh, come on. I call bullshit once again. That, that, that's, not, that's not gonna fly for me. We are approaching it, people. The next... Man, oh man. It is less, just less than two months. So I got some stop, stock picks for everyone here. That completely shifted gears. <laughs> it's going to be a crazy two months. It, be, it really is. This is going to be like unlike anything we've ever seen in our lives. Uh, I, my prediction. This is my prediction. So it's going to be more more crazy. Trump's going to incite violence at these these polling places. You know, maybe not polling places because he wants people to go out and vote. But he because there's going to be so many Democrats that actually vote by mail that have never voted by mail, and they have the actual ability to go vote in person. But because Donald Trump doesn't want them to vote by mail, they're going to do it, and this whole thing's going to get screwed up. That's my prediction. It's also my prediction that Donald Trump on election day will claim victory. Um, he might even be found the winner per se, but we don't have all the mail-in votes. And then later Biden is declared the winner. Uh, and then all hell breaks loose. That fucking guy is going to say so much stuff to get people going nuts, going crazy. I unfortunately think people like Kyle Rittenhouse in the next five months, I think that's just the beginning. Believe what you want to believe. I think you are going to see stuff like that. Kyle Rittenhouse is just the beginning of the next five to six months. Sad to say. Um, what was I going to say? I was going to say something before I cut myself off and then move. Oh, stock picks. Yeah, yeah. Apple, uh, Amazon. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Stock market's out of control right now. It's like, oh, I keep looking. Go look at all that money. And I'm just like, this seems way too good to be true. This is... This is this is like you throw a dart at the wall and be like, oh, look, I made money on that one. <laughs> this isn't like hardcore investing. Me like, all right, what's the profit to earnings, you know, ratio? How much you know spare cash do they have? How many outstanding bonds are? Or how many outstanding stocks are there? And you know, doing actual research on a stock now, it's just like, yeah, if you're picking a loser, then you just have the worst luck in the entire world because it's you're making money and it's, I don't know, man, it seems. I'm not a finance. My my major was not financial stuff, anything like that. And I have a YouTube second grader education of how to do this. Eh, maybe like a fifth or sixth grader. Um, maybe a little more. Maybe I should give myself a little more credit. I, I know a little bit, um, but I don't understand how any of this is this is happening right now. It just seems insane. This is all just. I I I, I stop short of saying smoke and mirrors, but man oh man, I'm a bit worried. A bit worried about all this. So we'll see what happens. I have kept you way too long. This is 50 minutes and you probably have other things to do right now than listen to me ramble on. So I want you to enjoy your Labor Day. Have a good time. Be safe. Socially distance. Don't do anything stupid. Don't cough on people. Don't, don't be dumb to be dumb. Just don't. don't. It's stupid. It's, it's not appealing. It's very unbecoming. But enjoy yourself, all right? I'll be back next week. We'll talk uh, We'll talk more and more about everything and uh, and a little more of that, right? So iTunes, TuneIn, Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, uh, FM Player, Podbean, other places. Are these kids still out here? God damn, dude. I was going to say go to school, but I mean they don't go to school at 6.30, do they? Uh, follow me on Twitter at BrianBuck13 and at PodcastRTB. So I want everyone to enjoy the rest of their day and uh, rest of their week. And uh, we will talk soon. Love all of you. 
You're, oh, you're also wonderful. You're really great people. You are. I, I, I don't say it enough, but I'm glad I'm saying it. <laughs> saying it now. <laughs> Sorry about that. With that being said, out of...
Schiffen. 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 Schiff